the Ghost, which is the theme of our sermon this morning. And so well, with that, let us turn to the Word of God. Back to our passage that we have read already, John chapter 12. John chapter 12. Jesus lifted up. Lifting up is a positive motion of the body, such as when we get up first thing in the morning, at least those of us who have that ability, as we know some who, who don't, who have been ill. When we edify or build up the saints, that's what we are doing. We're lifting them up. To lift up others is the opposite of our natural tendency as sinners, which is to tear down others, sadly. And even, I'm saying as Christians, sin is what brings us down, our sins and the sins of others. Most of all, it brings down the glory of God. And I don't mean bring, brings it down to earth, but brings it down to the ground. But just as sin brings us down, so Jesus can bring us up. He brings us up or lifts up sinners by his sufferings and death for our sins on the cross. He said in verse 32 of John 12, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He would be lifted up, as I said, on Calvary's cross. We will hear more about, about that later. For there are other ways for us to consider how the Lord of glory is lifted up or would be lifted up. First, Jesus started out high and lifted up in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain or two he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. But then the Lord Jesus was sent and went to the sin-cursed earth. And why? To bring salvation. To bring salvation how? Through his sufferings that led to his death. As it says elsewhere in Hebrews 2. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. For it became him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons or children to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men 
unto me. Satan tried to lift Jesus up his way. If you recall, before his earthly ministry even got going in the wilderness, in Matthew 4, beginning at verse 1, Matthew 4, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward in hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Satan was the epitome of a stumbling block, which in fact is what his name means. Meaning someone who is in the way, who is like a, an obstacle in the path, in this case of the Lord. He lives up to his name. And this is how he tempts all of mankind. As the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that thou works in the children of disobedience. As the God, meaning God with a small g, that is, of this world who blinds the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should enter into them. The devil tries to get Jesus' eyes on worldly power like he does the earthly kings and rulers and the like. Did he have a memory lapse or something? Did he once serve the throne of heaven? It says in Daniel 2.21 and he changeth the times and the seasons, speaking of God. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge of them that know not, no understanding. Even Hannah had more sense than Satan, according to 1 Samuel 2 7, where it is said, where she said, where she prayed, the Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth low and lifteth. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men 
unto me. Thirdly, the Jewish multitudes wanted to lift Jesus up. Back at our passage in John chapter 12, verse 12 through 15, we read all about it. Verse 12. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the King of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, that's the church. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. Could this be our long-awaited Messiah? The Pharisees declared later on, Behold, the world is gone after. There are so many people. Many believe in his name, even as they did from the very get-go of his ministry, when they saw the miracles that he did. But it says in one place earlier on in John, but Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew what was in man. He knew that their hearts were not right with God. And soon at the behest of the murderous religious leaders who were very influential, let me tell you, leaders are in places of authority and they have a lot of accountability to God. The same masses would be crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Just a short time after. How blind and how fickled are the multitudes. No different than today, would you not say or agree? Our Lord says later in John 12 and 36 and 37, While you have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. So really and truly, they were as a whole unbelievers. But for the elect, meaning those who are chosen from the foundation of the world and called in time, while their hearts may be hard now, there is hope. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Fourthly, sinners lifted Jesus up on the cross. In John 19, this time, John 19, later down the road, verse 16, Then delivered he him therefore unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth into the place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha, where they crucified him and two other with him on either side, one, and Jesus in the midst. An unbelieving world would do anything in its power to get rid of Jesus or to get rid of the voice of Jesus, the word of Jesus. I know this because even in going out with the gospel, it seems as though the people who hate God are 
out there in the open, even as there are a few who are seeking God now, there are also those who would do anything to get rid of the voice of the Son of God from their presence. And yet God would draw many sinners from every kindred, tribe, and nation, and tongue, the Bible says. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men, meaning people from every class, from every social and economic and political class, so that there will be a representation in the kingdom of God of, of people from every nationality, from every race, from every religion. And if there are false religions, they would be saved from those religions. And if they are true churches of God, they would be converted and would become not only members, but disciples of Jesus Christ. As he prophesied to Nicodemus, for example, very early on in John 3, if you return to it, John chapter 3, 14 through 16. The Lord is in conversation with Nicodemus, and he went from talking uh, to him about the work of the Spirit to talking about the work of the Father and the work of the Son, who is, of course, none other than himself. And you read in verses 14 through 16, our Lord saying, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him, meaning in Christ, should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So John 3.16 has as its context an historical event in redemptive history. At God's instruction, Moses was told to lift up this brass serpent that he put together or had put together on a pole. And as God told him to do, to lift that up and to tell the people to look at that. And when they do, in faith, of course, they would be spared from the deadly bites of the deadly serpents and they would live physically. And so Jesus would be lifted up on a cross so that all who are bitten by the bite of sin and the bite of Satan, who looked on him in faith, would live spiritually and eternally unto God. Look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be saved, for I am God and there is none else. I am the Savior and there is no other. Matthew Henry writes, He, meaning Jesus, would never have been the living, quickening head and root of the church if he had not descended from heaven to this accursed earth and ascended, i.e. be lifted up from the earth to an accursed tree where he would hang, straddled on what we describe in this and is described in scripture as a cross because of the shape of it. For it is written, 
person is everyone that hangs on a tree. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Fifthly, Jesus was lifted up from the grave back to life. There is a hymn I would share with you that we are not going to sing this morning. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose a victim from the dark domain, and he lives forever with the saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. The Apostle Paul gives an explanation of what happened in his resurrection. In Philippians 2, 9-11. In Philippians 2, 9-11. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and hath given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is not here, said the angel to the ladies that were first on sight at the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, where our Lord laid, or formerly laid. He is risen as he said, and he goes before you into Galilee. Meet him there. Whoa. And in fear, they went straight to the disciples where they were in hiding in order to tell them that in fact, as he said, he is alive forevermore. Cornelius Pronk, who had a radio ministry, Banner of Truth, from the Canadian Free Reformed Church, wrote, Look at him, Christian. Here is your king in his beauty. No one has ever seen him like this before. What a contrast between the man of sorrows that was despised and rejected of men, weighed down as he was with the burden of the world's sin. And the risen Lord who strides forth majestically into the garden of Joseph. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And lastly, Jesus is lifted up and set forth in the preaching of the gospel. The Lord Jesus declared in the book of Acts, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. In other words, the gospel is no longer exclusively for one nation, but is given to all the nations of the world. Freely ye receive and freely give. Do we lift them up as his people who are called by his name, who are called by the risen Lord, in this way, we're not asked 
to be polished preachers and seminary educated pastors to do the job. We are not asked even to be ordained officers in the church like elders and deacons. Because Christ calls us all to be fishers of men. Christ calls us all to be farmers who sow the seed of the word of Jesus Christ. Do you lift them up? Do you lift them up in this way? And I. There will be those who will come along who will actually ask you a reason of the hope that is in you. Now sometimes you have to prod them. They don't just come up to you and say, hey, what's the good word? Like I remember one person who eventually came to our former church did at San Diego State. Generally, they, that is not what happens. You have to prompt that event, that point of contact. But however it is accomplished, are you ready to give an answer of the reason of the hope that is in you? Having sanctified the Lord in your heart with fear and trembling. Because we do not know what we have in our possession. We really and truly don't. In our passage, in John 12, verse 20 and 21, there were those who were more than curious, who were wanting an answer. And of all things, they were not from there. They were from elsewhere in the empire. They were Greeks. And it says in John 12, 20 and 21, And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. They were what are called God-fearers. That's a term for those who feared the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, who were like on the periphery of the covenant community of Israel and of Yahweh, and who were seekers, like many of us who at one time were seekers until we found Jesus. And then it says, The same came therefore to Philip, which was of the Seda of Galilee. And Galilee is, is, is out there in the fringe too. It, it's, it's close to being a Gentile country, if you will, at least by uh, the reckoning of, of many Jews. I mean, who comes out of Galilee? Who comes out of Nazareth? There's no prophet that comes out of there. But the same, it says, that is, the Greeks came therefore to Philip, which was of the state of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. We need to see Jesus. We need to see him. You can bring us to him. You can bring us to him. You can lead us to him. Out of all the masses of people out here, you can point him out to us, because we need to see him. There are people pressing to the kingdom of God right now, I believe. But how do we know unless we're out there and making it known that we have been with Jesus ourselves, that we are with him, and that most of all, he is with us. And that he is desiring that we lift him up and set him forth before the world. There is a song. I won't sing it. I will spare you. <laughs> Although it is my want to want to 
do so, but it goes like this. Lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift him up for the world to see. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men. I will draw all men. I will draw all men unto this is not about us. It has never been about us. It has always been about him. Will you lift him up and in this way glorify him? Shall we pray? Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you that on this day we commemorate as a church even as a world, Easter as the day in which you rose from the dead. After you were crucified and died and was buried, after three days, you came bodily back to life. Your word says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised them from the dead that we shall be saved we many of us if not all of us have acted on this promise of yours and have come to know the saving love of God through your son our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ oh Lord that others too would do the same help us so that we might make available Christ to them who would see Jesus who would want to know Jesus from us, especially we who know him in truth. We've been given this privilege from the word of God. To this end, may you be praised and glorified 